0: My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to symbiotica.com and use bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do.
1: I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach.
0: So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation.
1: To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz.
2: Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs in schools.
3: They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat
2: us.
0: They was trying to brand us, we were going to become the McDonald's of Kid Treatment.
2: Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome back to another Week Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. We're thrilled to be with you. And once again, I got my girl Tasha here. Welcome, Tasha. Hi, I'm
3: so excited to talk to you guys today. We had another. Great episode of The Bachelorette, and I am so excited for our guest today. We not only saw him on yesterday's episode, but we're going to be seeing him very soon on Bachelor in Paradise. Wells Adams, we are so (laughs) excited to have you here today. I cannot wait for you to just like dive in deep because we have lots of questions.
4: We have so many questions for Wells. He is a fan favorite. He is one of my favorites. He's He's just a great guy, and I can't wait to have him on because... We obviously saw him on last night's episode. Tasha, we also saw a good handful of time with you as well because you obviously brought Blake back and had some conversations with Katie, yeah. um, which yes. I think obviously the men weren't too excited about, but it yeah. seemed like overall it was a great move for Katie. They hit it off. Um, I want to get into all of the dates because like I said, we will have balls on. He hosted one of the dates, so we yes. can just get the tea and hear directly from him. But one major moment from last night's episode is something that we have to talk about, and that is with the one on one date with andrew s and <sighs> he has been one of my favorites since the beginning he's He's had this incredible combo of like chemistry with Katie, but fun banter. He just seems so well rounded and last night, I feel like we were lucky enough to see so many more sides to him. yeah, we have seen you know, I feel like this season it just has so much depth. But the conversation that we saw him have with Katie, you know, during their dinner portion was something so incredible. He not only opened up about, you know, his past and sharing, you know, his upbringing with his dad and getting into football, but he also spoke about being a black man and his past relationship with um, I mean, he didn't say names, but with his ex who was very trepidatious of you know, being a, in a relationship and what their children would look like in the future, which like, he just grew on me so much more. And to be able to have that kind of conversation, not only with somebody that you've just started dating, but to share it with the world, is has been so incredible. And I just feel really lucky as a viewer to be watching this season and to be watching these really important conversations unfold I have
3: grown to love Andrew S so much like seeing him in person and being around his presence like he just has like this really infectious energy that like I truly don't think that we've seen in bachelor nation before like there's something about him that is so real and genuine but I I don't know you you just want to get to know more about him and I'm so happy for him to be able to open up with Katie about things that We've never talked about, you know, um, mm-hmm. on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but it's a real life issue. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that mixed people, interracial couples, like people of all race kind of deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt it started thinking about my parents, to be honest, when he was talking about that. Um, just because my parents obviously are an interracial couple and I am a mixed child. And even growing up myself, like I remember going to the store with my mom a lot of times, and people always being like, like not I wouldn't say confused, but just surprised that my mom was my mom. And yeah. like, "Oh, these are your kids." you know?" And like, "Yeah, that's my mom. You know what I mean?" Yeah. Or um, even us as siblings, like, "Oh, you guys are all siblings, like sa- from the same parents." And like it's so because cr- we all don't have the same skin tone, but we're all related. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um that's definitely something that interracial couples have to deal with. Um mm-hmm. specifically, you know, um black men that have like a, can marry like someone of a lighter skin tone. Like I have a good friend that has like blonde haired blue eyes, like very fair skinned children, and he's darker than myself. And people are very surprised that those are his children. So um it's it's definitely thing that we deal with you know and it's sad
4: yeah it's and I think the way that the conversation played out too was something really beautiful that I think is good for the viewership of the show it's it's not only Andrew being able to open up and and feeling comfortable to have this conversation with Katie and you know with all of America but how Katie responded as well, you know, and then I can relate to Katie as a yeah. white privileged woman. It's something that I necessarily haven't seen that much in my life growing up, especially where I grew up. It's not something that really crossed my mind in past relationships growing up. And so the Wait, fact what did you see like mixed children or interracial well, no. couples? Well, and not to say that that doesn't take place in Minnesota, but predominantly where I grew up in, in my small town, It's very white. The majority Mm. is white. And Mm. so I think what I'm trying to say is like more so like it's not even something that I've had to think about because of my upbringing and because of my privilege. I have never had to think about, you know, like if I did have children that were mixed, how would they be perceived at a restaurant or walking down the street or, you know, going to the grocery store? It wasn't until... Um, you know, more recently, like earlier this year, I I was dating a black man and where we were really able to have these conversations where I was just my, my world was opened up and I was like, oh my gosh, I I have been living in this bubble. And there's so many things that I haven't even been able to unlock and process. And I'm so grateful that I've had those conversations and I've been able to like, slowly you know start to see it more and and build some sort of foundation but and i think that's what i'm saying is like when katie is able to respond i think it's such a good conversation um, and situation that bachelor nation and people watching this can see and maybe start to think about and grasp because like let's be honest like how i grew up isn't necessarily reflective of our country like there's so much more and i think it's a stepping stone and that's why i've been loving this season. And even on your season two, I will say your, I think it was your conversation with Ivan on your on your one-on-one where you guys were able to get into Black Lives Matter and the murder of George Floyd. Those conversations are things that we have never seen take place up until within the past year that it, it gives me hope that we're moving in the right direction and having the right conversations for, for people to witness because it is so, so important. Yeah, I
3: definitely commend Katie on her response and just like Obviously I love her already, but like that just made me love her even more. Cause you could definitely mm-hmm. see her heart right there. And yeah. it is a struggle for, um, interracial couples. And it's definitely something that should be talked about and brought aware to a lot of people. Cause I don't think that this is something like you said, that a lot of people think about, mm-hmm. but that's just, yeah. uh, it's a conversation Zach and I have had. And it's a conversation mm-hmm. that every interracial inter- couple have had in the past. I'm sure.
4: Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. no it's um it's a step in the right direction and and I actually wanted to ask you too I I don't obviously want to pry but I wanted to know if it, I, I'm assuming obviously Zach had talked about it but mm-hmm. that was something that I I did want to know just because I'm curious and like, like yeah no of start, course it's, it's even so happened different.
3: yeah it's even happened in like I was doing an interview for Marie Claire and like that question was even asked by the interviewer and mm-hmm. um because that is going to be a struggle at some point down the road, you know. A
4: reality, if God yeah.
3: blesses us with children, but mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, I think his response was just like, "Those are going to be my kids, and I'm going to defend them to the day I die." Like those, mm-hmm. that's that's what I. Those are my children. You know what I mean. Yeah. And I don't think I that was ever an idea that came across his mind. But he needs to be made aware that that is something that other people are thinking about. That it is going to be a struggle mm-hmm. that he's going to have to face down the road, and he has to be prepared for those conversations and for that, that reality. Mm -hmm. Um, And not everybody is suitable and ready for that. So I'm so happy he brought that up.
4: Yeah. And it's something too, you know, as a, as a couple, you got to face it. You got to make sure you're on the same page. If that's, you know, if you do want to bring children into the world, like being a united front that I think is so important. Um, and, And going back to Katie, I like, you know, we, I, can just rave about her but the way that she week by week the way that she handles herself yeah. I'm just in awe of. I, I ended up texting her last night and I was just like look you handle yourself with so much class and dignity and grace and just openness and acceptance like she is so enjoyable to watch yeah. as a bachelorette like I look back at my time and i did not have a lot of these conversations that she has been having and i'm like you like you are the right person at this time for this like it's it's the really incredible thing so um yeah i think that was the major takeaway from last night's episode obviously there's so much more that we could get into and unpack but i think we just need to bring wells out because like we said he hosted one of these dates um he was there you were there he can just give us so much more insight and he can also give us a little tease to what we can expect for the upcoming season of bachelor in paradise so without further ado everybody please welcome wells adams to bachelor happy hour wells welcome to bachelor happy hour we are so excited to have you how have you been since you've been back from mexico what's new with you let's do a little check-in
5: um I have slept nonstop. Uh <laughs> no joke. It seemed like this season of Paradise was the longest ever. And I don't know if it's just cuz I'm really? getting old or uh because there was just so many people running around the beach, but I no joke came home was like I need 17 cheeseburgers <laughs> and I need a nap. And so like this is like my first day of like having to do something and I'm still not ready for it. I'm still tired.
4: (laughs) Listen, I remember coming back from my season of The Bachelor. Tasha, I'm sure you can attest to this. I went straight home and I swear I did not leave my bed or apartment for at least eight days. Like I was dead to the world. Two weeks. Two weeks. You just got to get caught up. You need a little reset. I get it. But welcome back to the real world. Um, We obviously saw you last night. Uh, host one of the dates with Franco. And Tash and I were talking about this before you and Franco showed up where one of the guys was like, is that Shaq? Is oh my Michael gosh. Jordan coming? Who's here? And then I'm like, <laughs> Shaq? You mean Franco? <laughs> <laughs> like, Franco the, the opposite world.
3: humans. <laughs> franco shorts are this big like a massive like oh my god i was dying but, laughing
4: but i will say this was a better surprise i i personally was so excited to see you and franco come out on that golf cart i felt like no one could host that date better so That's overall too. i mean it was a very wild date but what was your takeaway did you have fun was it weird were you like what the hell's going on
5: yeah, I mean, every time Bachelor producers hit me up to like come on these things, I'm like, okay, I want to do the funniest one. I do not want to do serious like <laughs> the Nick Vial, like sit around in a circle and like smoke cigarettes and be like, we know you did it. So tell him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they were like, okay, well, we can do like this sports date. And, uh, I was like, all right, well, if we're doing that, I need to be 1970s PE teacher. Um, Oh
3: my God.
5: Make sure the shorts are like so short that like my (laughs) new moose knuckle might show. And, (laughs) um, and, and and they always like, God bless them. They always like, they acquiesce my stupid requests. But I did want I a mustache. It. I was like, guys, I need a mustache for this. <laughs> and they were like, dude, I, where are we get? We, we're in Albuquerque. Right. Like, grow your own mustache, <laughs> Literally. child. <Yeah>. Literally. <laughs> you got
4: two days to grow it. You yeah, grow would, your own, I, I, sir.
5: That's so funny.
4: I will say you and Franco gave the men a run for their money. I, I would rather hang out with you and Franco on that group date than anything. When Katie was just damn sitting down. in the middle of you two, I was just, damn, that's where I would want to be.
2: Yeah, I was little just, just,
4: like, the guys were like i don't know who these guys are like i yeah. have no idea
3: it was comical to me
5: yeah and <laughs> well, i but- i knew that they didn't know who i was but i was like <laughs> learn this face guys exactly all right, learn to love it you're gonna guess what all you assholes they're gonna be needing drinks from me <laughs> yeah, exactly
4: yep yeah. <laughs> pretty soon they're gonna they're gonna know you, you're gonna know their order yeah. Um, what was it like? Okay. Because obviously we've seen you do a lot on Paradise the past couple seasons. Was this your first time hosting a group date for the Bachelorette? No. no. You would, did on my season I've, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, wait. What date did you do? It was
5: a sports wrestling. date. Wrestling. Yeah, the wrestling yeah. date.
4: Oh, shit. Okay. No, no. It's not coming back to me. The fence jump day.
5: Yes. Where okay he, where noah and his mustache jumped over a fence yes for love mm-hmm. never <laughs> yes. seen that happen I, in bachelor nation
0: I and I men one, up.
5: and then i did i did matt season as well uh it was a boxing day i'm like the go-to like sports, sports guy sports announcer which is <laughs> Wells.
4: in real life are you athletic and like sporty <laughs>
5: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I played collegiate rugby and collegiate soccer. So I actually, what I know it, I know from this physique, (laughs) it doesn't seem like it, but there was a time in which I was, I was quite uh, athletic and quite good.
4: Okay, so then on this date, when you're watching the guys do this bash ball game were you like wanting to give them pointers and be like, do this, don't do that. This is what you should be doing. Because we obviously saw Franco in the end credits, you know, teaching the men how to stretch and balance and uh do their gazelle leaps. Were you giving them any pointers before that?
5: Yeah. They they cut a lot of like what we did beforehand out, uh, which is understandable because it was stupid, but we actually brought in we actually brought in a rugby coach. Because the game was much more rugby but like it it's my game. I invented this game. So I was like, this is what we're gonna do. It's gonna be like football, but rugby, um, and kind of basketball all mixed together. But like before we start doing this, like you we do need to teach you how to tackle the correct way. Cause it's not like American football where you have a helmet on you right. kind of just like blow mm-hmm. people up. So we actually brought in a rugby coach and we were kind of showing them form tackling, which I was able to I was doing with them and uh, and then, of course, Franco is like, and now we must do the gazelle because we have to have fluidity. <laughs> of course. The fluidity. And of like, course. So everyone was like, "What the uh, fuck is this?" And I was I just like, "This is great. <laughs> this is great I'm, stuff." I
4: Wait, was dying watching him being teach him that, how to like plié right?
3: But being that it was like your date and your idea, did you think it was going to get as physical as it did, and as intense as it did?
5: No, because. We put them in unitards with like <laughs> giant bulges in their crotch and like cut out ass parts. But- and so in my mind, I'm like, okay, they are going this is silly. Like no one's really going to get hurt. And then, you know. Famous last words. Yeah, you put a bunch of alphas in Jesus. the ring and i dangled the carrot of like whoever wins gets more time mm-hmm. and then oh, all gosh. of a sudden like people were getting smoked left and right and it was good it was a good game to be honest with you like it went for a while uh it was kind of back and forth the black team kind of started to pull away and then and then bad stuff happened and then it wasn't <gasps> fun anymore oh.
4: so let me ask you this obviously when we're watching it as a viewer It makes it look like Hunter is so aggressive, like just going at it, like balls to the walls, all in trying to like take these men out. When you were watching it and physically there, is that what it seems like? Like, was he that aggressive in real life?
5: I think everyone was. uh, I think that we focused on Hunter a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm, Yeah. But I remember telling him, I was like, guys, like, you know, I played rugby in college. And if I learned anything in those years... Uh, big guys fall hard. Big guys are are generally like kind of softies. Like I know everyone's because Aaron was Aaron was I think was the biggest guy there. I was mm-hmm. like everyone's yes. kind of concerned about Aaron. I'm telling you, it's the little guys you got to worry about. You don't see him come in. They pack a punch. I was rooting for him. Uh, you know, like I, I told him, I said, Hey man, whoever gets whoever wins gets more time with Katie. Like go get your girl, dude. And mm-hmm. so I was I was proud of him. And also like. He's a lot smaller than everybody else. Like, I know that like we're vilifying him, but he was he was at a disadvantage size-wise. So I'm, how, I, I'm proud of Hunter.
4: Uh, how, well, I mean, I didn't expect him to be the one that was like going all out hard for these guys. I was very surprised.
5: I was too, but it's always, it's always the smaller guys that like you gotta watch out for. And oh, by the way, in Hunter's defense, he's not that little. He's like. Because the bachelor world, everyone's a freaking giant. I'm six mm-hmm. feet tall and I'm always the smallest guy there. So I, mm-hmm. I think that like, he was only a little bit shorter than I was, but just in comparison to like to the, the errands who are like six, four, you know, he mm-hmm. looks smaller.
4: What were your thoughts meeting Katie's guys when you talk? I mean, Cause I'm sure obviously you spent some time with them and talking with her too. Do you feel like her husband was in that group? Like, did you feel like she was really forming connections, like strong connections with some of them?
5: Um, but yeah, I liked all the guys and I thought that she she was telling me like she was like, I like that one, I like that one, I like that one. And I was like, Okay, it wasn't until Mike got hurt where I was like, Oh, like she really liked this guy. Um mm-hmm. because she freaked out. I mean, I think we would have freaked out <clears throat> if anyone got hurt, but like yeah. it was kind of to the to the next level of concern. And so when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, all right, well, this guy seems like he's in very important to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and then I also like went around and I talked with everyone and spent some time with a lot of the dudes. and you know, there were people that like stood out to me who I was like, "Oh, you're cool. Like I, I remember having a long conversation with Connor because we both like, I lived in Nashville, he lives in Nashville. He was like a musician, but a teacher, and I was like, oh, this guy's cool. he's like equal parts dork and funny and neurotic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can relate to this guy a lot. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, I like that guy. I remember, I remember really liking Trey on that day. Uh, he like pulled me aside and was like, talk my ear off. The kid never stops talking. Uh, and so I was like, I love this guy. So yeah, I think that there were a lot of, a lot of important guys in that day, but I do remember Katie talking about guys that weren't there mm-hmm. and that were important. Um, and and now watching it back, you're like, oh, she's talking about Blake.
2: Um, mm-hmm. And
5: she's talking about Andrew.
4: Well, so speaking of that, Wells, because, you know, you didn't meet some of the guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Katie in this position, she obviously asked Tasha and Caitlin to kind of confide in and ask for advice. I'm sure she used you as well as a male perspective. So like, You leaving that date and after spending some time with her, were you like, okay, this girl's got it. She's probably going to find somebody, going to be engaged. How did you leave Katie after that date?
5: Well, and actually I will say this. They cut out something else that I did on the season where we set up a bar and I made drinks for all the guys and gave them advice and stuff, uh, like all of Paradise roll. Mm -hmm. um so i did end up getting to meet blake and andrew and so i feel like i really got a complete picture of everything okay and i also think those guys needed some like like some sort of guidance from somebody yeah you know yeah Uh, yeah and so that that was nice to really get to know them like leaving katie to answer your question um I think that she was a little shell-shocked with like how dramatic everything had been to that point. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that date was nice because it was just really, really silly. And I was bummed that it ended the way it did because I wanted her to have that vibe at least going into like the next day or whatever. Unfortunately, with Mike getting hurt, uh, it got serious again. Um, But, you know, after talking with her, you know, cause I, you do have those moments where like cameras aren't on you. And I was like, but real talk, like, how are you, like, how are you doing? I know this mm-hmm. is hard. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're not sleeping a lot. I know that you're having to make really hard decisions. Like, right. are you happy? Um, and she was like, yes, it has been hard, but like, I am happy. And I do really believe that like my person is here. And so that was nice to hear, like, as we kind of parted ways and I right. kind of went back to the real world.
4: Okay, so Wells, you hinted at being a bartender for the guys. Was that right after this group date or when did that take place?
5: It was like the next day. And it was was actually, it was funny. Now seeing the season air, it was funny. I didn't get the bit. And then once I, I saw like Blake's entrance and like how everyone was like, absolutely not. What is he doing here? <laughs> Third bachelorette. he getting a date, you know, like everyone being angry. I didn't understand like the gravity of that. So when they brought me in, Caitlin came in and was like, I got some bad news, but like, I'm bringing another guy and like, he's one of my good friends and I vouch for him and he's super nice. And so they were like, who is it? I, you know, and then I show up and they're like, oh, it's short shorts guy. All right, don't <laughs> yeah, right. <about> yeah.
4: <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, we're, we're cool as well. So I'll keep us hydrated. Yeah. So that night that then you were, you know, giving them advice and playing bartender, what was the best piece of advice that you gave to them? Any good questions that they asked?
5: Oh God. Um. Yeah. You know, they were all freaking out and, and as much as like, as much as I love seeing Tasha and Caitlin, like be like this, this like girl power thing for Katie, which I do think is awesome. I do think that like those poor guys are like stranded in like the middle of nowhere, freaking mm-hmm. New Mexico. And they're like, what the fuck am I doing here? So, <laughs> <laughs> which I was like, I get it, dude. Like, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, it was more of, they, they were like, you know, like what happened to you in this situation? You know, like they didn't really remember my story. So like when I told them like, yeah, you know, I went on a one-on-one and I went home, I got sent home, which I don't mm-hmm. think that's happened to anyone to this point on the show. No, and so awesome. that freaked them out. And I was like, the lesson to be learned here is that like, I remember having so many regrets. Obviously things have turned out absolutely wonderful. Uh, for me and, and the world worked the way it, it did. But at the time, I remember having so many regrets, the things that I like left on the table or was like too shy to do uh, or too scared because I was concerned about how it was going to look on TV. Um, and then after the show, I was like, I screwed myself because I wasn't mm-hmm. like bold. I didn't, I didn't like make decisions that would have helped me continue my process and, and my journey with JoJo. And I remember that being like a big thing. I was like trying to impart. I was like, I know it's hard. I know it's scary. Um, but like the truth of the matter is this show fit like, you know, fortune favors the bold. You need to get outside your comfort zone if you want to make an impression and don't do what I did and get, you know, kicked off on a one-on-one one because you look like an <laughs> idiot on tv and two, you're, gonna, you're gonna regret it for a long time and so mm-hmm. i think that was and that was also like a a reality shock to those guys that like right oh you know someone who is like so beloved by bachelor nation if he can get kicked off on a one-on-one what you know what chance do i have and so i think that was a a good conversation to have.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing with you too, I mean, is you, like you are so beloved in Bachelor Nation, but you're also just so down to earth and relatable. You're not somebody that I feel like people would look at and be like, oh, he's unattainable. Like we can't have a conversation. He's robotic. He's, you know, like you just feel just like a good human that people can talk to and feel comfortable opening up with. And you just always give solid advice. Like you truly you
3: do. do. I remember Wells, like you were kind of like this beacon of light from the outside world that can like maybe help us and like, please give us advice. Like, am I an idiot? Like, should I go make out with this man? Like you would just be like, no, you dumbass. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you were just always like that one person that we kind of looked, that we were able to look to to kind of, um, I don't know, maybe put things in perspective. So make us drinks, but also like, lay it down you know mm-hmm.
5: kind of well, like a calming force exactly yeah. and also like the unfair advantage that i have is that i get to hear both sides you know yeah. like obviously you can only like you can only perceive your journey through like the prism of your own eyes but then of course like i'm also hearing like what the guy that you're dating is exactly. saying exactly. Like, friends and you know yeah the it's truth is always position. is always threefold, right? It's like what one person thinks, what the other person thinks, and the actual truth, and that's where I kind of live in that like, yeah, but mm-hmm. um so yeah, it's, I, I it's unfair, but I'm also like I think that's what i <clears throat> I really love about doing the Paradise bartender gig is that like i I'm a part of everyone's drama, like I'm a part of the fabric of the show, right, um. Where and I feel like actually Tayshia and, and and Caitlin, you guys are kind of experiencing that too. Is like you're now like going through this journey with them, right? Um, and and that's it's a nice feeling because you know you're it, it, you're you're a part of this so much more than I think people realize. You know.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I feel like thankfully like the stress is not on you so i I get that aspect of your job because you're just like yeah sure whatever go do what you want (laughs) to do (laughs) you don't have any skin in the game but um it's different because you do have like a hand in kind of like what is going on and like helping navigate in some way i don't know it's interesting but not only are you now the bartender but you're also now the master of the ceremonies is that right
5: I, I, yeah i guess
4: <laughs> is, that your, is that your new title
5: i mean i like it sounds cool sounds important. Keep,
4: keep building up that resume
5: well yeah, yeah, I, I know well
3: congratulations <laughs> though but also at the same time like congratulations that, that's really cool we're all very happy for you
4: how did you feel meeting the other celebrity guests that were
5: there like any thoughts? Was there anyone that really stood out to you?
3: Yeah, who were you excited about the most? Okay,
5: weirdly enough, the only person I didn't, I haven't met before and like have a relationship beforehand was Titus. Uh, and I'm like a big Kimmy Schmidt fan. So, and like also Sarah is and like Sarah's like whole background from like, you know, Broadway and stuff. She was just like,
0: ah, Titus is there? Oh my God. And
5: I was like, he's exactly what you think. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, He's just singing all
2: the time. <laughs> like, he's never not
5: singing. Uh, She's like, "Oh my god, what a dream come true!" Like Tony Award winning or nominated, whatever. Mm-hmm. Titus is there? That is um, so funny. But yeah, like I had I had met David before, and so it was cool to like see him again, but like on my turf a little bit. Right. if That makes any mm-hmm. sense. And I've been on Lance's show a bunch, and uh, I actually have like gotten drunk. No, I don't know, if got drunk, but I like have had drinks with Lil John at like iHeartFest. What? Yeah, that's so not normal. Does he
4: not smell so good?
5: How do you know he smells so good?
4: Because well he hosted he hosted my very first one-on-one date on my season. And oh, okay. that was the one takeaway. I was like, Lil junk smells so incredible. Oh I God, like wrote about so it funny. for far too long in my journal. But that's what I think of him now. That's what I think about. It's just like how great he smells.
3: That is so funny.
4: Obviously, you were there for all of Paradise. And I know that you really can't give too much away at this point. But if there's anything that we can expect from this season, what is
2: it?
5: Oh. Uh. I've I've been like doing press all day and I'm I'm trying to stay away from like the old bachelor cliche of like this is going Just to be the to most watch. dramatic uh <laughs> season ever. Uh I I will say of all the five seasons I've done in Paradise, this one I think is I do like the, the craziest stuff happens on this season. And I think that like no one is going to expect what happens. I think. What? Uh, shit
4: is, is it is it safe to say that this shit is wild? Is that the new catchphrase?
5: Yeah. Is it shit a dumpster
4: fire?
3: Dumpster fire was our catchphrase <laughs> for our season. Yeah. Dumpster fire. So I don't know about this one. Is there another fun I, phrase that you can say?
5: I, I don't want to like take other people's things that like were like iconic on the season. Uh, it it was just what what happens this season is insane. And I can't believe it happened. And uh, I think that everyone's going to lose their mind when they see what, what went down. I know that that, that sounds so like uh, grandiose, but like it really true. does. I was a bunch of stuff happens, but there's one thing that happens where I'm just like I was at the time I was just like, oh. No. My God. And it, so, th- all that to be said, this season is going to be Liddy Kitty in the city.
4: Oh, <laughs> my God. Liddy Kitty in the city. Litty I mean, kitty I thought, in the, did you mean kitty? Is because this isn't is it generally Liddy Kitty? <laughs> like, I'm confused. This is it. Well, okay. So, let me ask you this then, because I'm sure our listeners will want to know a little bit more. Okay. Cause I feel like watching last season, Tasha when you were there, it seemed like so much of the drama and a major storyline was like Blake with all the girls. And that was uh, like a major thing. Yeah. This time, Wells, is it like something major or is it just like things with just,
3: everyone? Yeah. So much going on.
5: There's so much going on. Um, and there are like moments in time that are super dramatic. um, but there's one particular thing that happens that I never thought I would see on the show. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. and And I can't believe it happened. And I think that the audience is just going to be just so blown away about what happens that I don't know if we're going to be ever going to be able to top the craziness that happened this season.
4: So you had your word cut out for you, is what you're saying.
5: <laughs> yeah. I thought I was just going to have to say, like, this is the final rose. I'm oh like, my
4: God. Oh,
5: uh, if you did not receive
4: a rose, take a moment
5: and say your <laughs> goodbyes. Like I thought that was it. And then they are like, no, 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 go fucking do this thing. Um, and I'm like, but I haven't slept in 14 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sound pay, like, pay me overtime. I need, a, <laughs> I need a promotion here.
4: Yeah. You
3: said, like, like Caitlin and I literally in the middle of the night, we're like, we have to go do what? What's going down right now? Yeah.
5: Yeah. Get no, that. I, yeah, I know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like it's it's I didn't expect like all the things that I was going to have to do like on the fly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I mean, it was fun, but also like stressful. And anyways, this season is just bonkers, guys. That's I yeah. cannot wait for people. Also, dude, we have been dealt such a sh- crap hand this year. Like the world needs this crazy, silly, funny uh, show again i i truly like the world the earth is healing now that's you know uh, we deserve
4: it we deserve it
5: <laughs> <laughs> the people on the show maybe don't deserve it but uh <laughs> America does.
4: well it's so interesting yeah. i feel like and we can all probably agree to this statement that like you always think you know what you're signing up for when you say yes to a season or as being you know a guest host or a lead whatever it might be until you're in it and then shit happens and you're like I didn't actually sign up for this. Like I thought I was getting into something way different. And then when you're in it, you're like, what, what is this? It's just, and I'm sure Wells, you, you, you know, like the pressure's obviously off of dating, but it sounds like that's what you were feeling this season.
5: Yeah. We all have revisionist history about the seasons too, though. Um, And when you're doing it, it's so it's long hours and a lot of stress. And I mean, for for, for me this time around, it was, it was a different added stress. It was like, you got to learn this speech or something, you know, like you got to make sure you're professional. Um, and then, and then I always do, do this where I'm like, God, it's such, it's such a long shoot and it's so hot and sweaty. And then I'll watch it and I'll be like, that was the best summer ever. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You know? And I'm like, (laughs) I love it. And then I go back there and I'm like, it's so hot.
4: You're like, why did I set up for... I feel like it's probably comparable. Obviously, I've never had a baby, but so many women that I know that, you know, like they're in labor and they're like, it's the worst pain and it's excruciating. But then after a while, you're like, you forget the pain. Yeah. It's so worth it. That's what paradise or like any season probably seems like. It's like when you're in it, it's the worst or it's so, so much more difficult than you could imagine. And then afterwards, you're like, that was so worth it. That was the best time ever. It's just, it's this weird... Like, you know, like head to head kind of feeling. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to watch go down, da- watch everything go down. I want you to give us so many teasers, but I also feel like what you just said and gave us is so exciting that I like actually kind of don't want to know any details.
5: Yeah. I mean, going into it, I was bummed that, like, Stagecoach didn't happen because like, (laughs) what are we going to talk about? And little did I know like stagecoach who like it, Mm -hmm. it goes, it gets litty kitty guys. I'm just going to say it. Like it just is. it's insane.
4: Um, Okay, so before we play a little game with you, I want to get back to Bachelorette really quick. Is there anything else that you want to share of your time there? Maybe what you expect? Any words of advice for Katie? Anything in this moment?
5: Um, let's see. I, I, I will say this: like, can I? Uh, let me just speak as a fan of the show and someone who's like observing it and enjoying it. I will say that, like. I am super here for like how Katie is going through this thing. Um, yeah. I'm like very proud of like, you know, this sex positive woman who like kind of took on bullying in this last season. Now, like kind of getting her shot. It's kind of like, I, I don't know. For some reason it's, it's like, she's like the Bruce Springsteen of, <laughs> of the show. She's like, she's like every woman. And I do feel like, a lot of America can really relate to her. And then also like how she's handling this season with very much like I'm sending you home because you're an asshole. Like vibes is, I'm just like really proud of her and like that she is, I think, a- going to be a role model to a lot of people. As someone who like loves to show, I'm like, can't we keep Thomas on like a couple more episodes? Like just to see what happens. <laughs> uh, but no, I I, I just... I'm really like proud of how she's going about all this. Um, I also think that like this season is so dramatic and heartfelt and like the conversation that she has with Andrew S. In this episode. um, And he's talking about how the girl that he was going to get married to. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, had trepidations about having kids because she was nervous about if people were going to question if those were her kids in a grocery store.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: As a privileged white human man, I had never thought about that. And that story being told on this season to people like me, I think is so important and really, really wonderful. And like, I applaud Andrew for like having the nuts to tell that story with Mm -hmm. five cameras pointed at him, you know, like I'm sure that wasn't easy for him. Uh, So I thought that was like a really beautiful moment in the season that like, I can't believe happened. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, Mike's story about being a widow, a widowed man and like uh, how hard this is for him. Like I, of course, God forbid, but like haven't lost a spouse. I can't even imagine. But like having him on the show, I can somehow empathize with it. Like all these stories that like I think that you're just not privy to, uh, if you're like privileged like I am, is like a great thing that the the show is doing. And so the season has been like super dramatic. Like the last episode or two episodes ago, like I thought crying like the whole time you know Mm -hmm. uh and and this most recent episode with like Andrew's story and and you know learning more about Mike's story it's just been like really really this has been like a very teachable moment season and I just have really enjoyed watching it if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense
4: it's I think one of the it it, it's probably the season with the most depth like Mm. yes there's drama but there's so much depth and real life conversations that I mean I hope everyone watching can take this away and be like, we can only go up from here. Like these are the, like now you're at kind of this level of these types of insightful conversations that like you can only keep building season by season off of that, which I, as a viewer love, I hope that continues. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope that we continue to see it. I am sure, you know, Katie has shown us so much in just these first couple of weeks that I'm sure that's going to continue, but I agree. It's, um, it's a good one. It's, it's, I think one of my favorites that I've ever watched.
3: I actually have yeah, to agree I with that. Agree. The guys I'm are amazing. Teasing. She's amazing.
5: You, mm-hmm. I mean, like, so, you know, what happens like uh, you, you tease it now for me. I did the paradise tease. <laughs> like how cra- is the pen crazy? Like what I mean, what's going on?
3: Yeah. I mean, just like how you said, there are moments where you're just like, what in the actual hell is happening and with this season there are things that happen that i'm just like like it just changes in the blink of an eye and like you're like what just happened like and when people say it's the most dramatic season or whatever it is like this season i truly feel like y'all don't even know what's about to happen it is crazy it's never happened before it's never happened before
5: can I? I have a question because, yeah. like, you're the reason why Blake comes in. Like, okay, you it for is no <laughs> <my> fault. <laughs> you, whatever you came, you told him like, oh, I trust this guy. He's a great guy. Whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. And you know, and then you have to deliver like the speech. to The guys that like, yeah. Hey, this is this is happening. Uh, my question is like, are all the guys like? Fucking Tasha. Yeah, probably. <laughs> at this
1: point, and they like make me have
3: like this dramatic exit where like I don't say like, have a good day. I just like yeah. look at them and walk, walk away. Like, I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? It was so rude. Like, I just no. dropped a bomb like deuces and just yeah. walked out. But um no, um I think they were a little caught off guard, especially because a lot of these guys haven't watched the show before. So, like, this is obviously not normal. They're like, what the hell? Like, why would she do that? And, um, Yeah, I'm sure they all probably hated me for a hot minute.
4: Well, it's like, you know, when Chris Harrison used to walk in there, you always knew something was up. Like, something was about to go down. And now, now that is Taisha. Like, how the hell did (laughs) I get
3: this job to do that?
4: Except, let's be honest, the guys are probably a lot more excited to see this, your face, than anyone else's. But,
3: you know, I I really hope that people, I mean, I understand it seems like it's my fault, but at the same time, like, Kate and I did have a very in-depth conversation and just being like, look, like this is your journey. If you want to add somebody to the mix, go ahead. If you don't, that's perfectly fine. You can say no. And so it was a difficult decision for her to make, but also at the same time, it's this is the time to do it, if anything. I really genuinely wanted her to make that decision. That's why I didn't tell her it's Blake. It's because I wanted her to sit there and be like, look, do I really want someone to come in or do I not? Because I think if you like associate a name and a person to it, you'd be like oh well I think he's hot and like you know what I mean like just start going down a different rabbit hole like I wanted to know yeah. if she genuinely wanted to explore another relationship so
4: have her going blind I guess it's smart. my
3: fault but whatever no. let's just see what happens
4: well it seems like it so far from what we've seen it seems like it works out for her and that they hit it off and it it was a good idea that he came in so she and you know I'm sure she's thanking you at this point um back to you wells because we uh, have a a little game with you called roll the paradise okay and it's easy we're just going to give you kind of like a this or that type thing and you just have to tell us what you pick okay okay so tisha you want to kick it off yes okay tequila shot or margarita
5: Ugh, neither what perfectly honest (laughs) i hate tequila I hate, to, you know, in college, like there's just like one tequila shot that like did something to me. And every time, okay. I get that. And and every year, everyone in paradise wants me to take shots with them. And I'm like, oh, no. God, I hate <laughs> you. I, the, the, I think the first season, I would be like, <laughs> cheers.
4: <laughs> right 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 yeah. he can only do that for so long <laughs> the only the only person he wants to take a tequila shot with is little john that's it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i was just gonna say you
3: were just like flailing your body <laughs> around <laughs> like having tequila pour in your mouth with little john so what the hell happened there
4: just bring was, him back season by season
5: yeah it was just like you know it's it was little john come on you do not say yeah true true True. you, you gotta okay. live it up no fine regrets.
4: fine okay next up daytime date or dinner date
5: oh uh dinner date because, <laughs> because I tend to drink when I go uh, out. And if I day drink, then like I'm out by like 7.45. Literally. Mm-hmm. So, I hear that. Yeah,
4: same. I feel you.
3: Okay, come in week one or week three?
5: One for sure.
3: You like to be an OG. I hear that. Mm-hmm. Okay.
5: I just think that your your chances are always the best because yeah. there are no preconceived relationships.
4: True. Mm-hmm. True. Wait, Wells. When you did Paradise, what week did you come in? Week I, one?
5: No, I came in at the end. I came in at like week five.
4: Oh, so you're
3: speaking from experience? Yeah. Wait, that's also, so weird. I thought you've never been on it before. That makes sense yeah, I was, now.
5: I was on he season just, three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I came in, and it was like, I feel like it was everyone that didn't have, you know, like a relationship. They were just like, Wells, make Wells go on the date. Like Wells will do. Wells will do it. And I I went on. Three dates in four days.
4: So anyways. you were the bachelor, basically.
5: Uh, yeah, it was my ba- it was my bachelor uh, audition, <laughs> and I failed because they uh, then did not ask me to be the bachelor later.
4: No, you that. did not fail because now you have the most coveted position in all of Bachelor Nation, Literally. which is the Fair enough. So, why do you think so many people are gunning for your job? Um, okay. Everyone
5: wants my job until they see me do it, and it's like Jesus, he's washing. He's washing cups right now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's he's emptying out those the little like rubber mats where all the alcohol gets into. And oh yeah, yeah.
5: and like also um, it's Mexico, so I have to like separate bottles because they. I mean, good for Mexico, like they like recycle beer bottles, and like I have right. to be, I'm like separating them, like carrying up the crate up. And- <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Put you to work. Did you ever? Okay, so back in college, I used to work at a bar, and I was bartender for a while. You, so those rubber mats, obviously, you pour all of the drinks over them. Did you? <laughs> we were. I know what you're assholes. Gonna ask. <laughs> you would pour it in a shot and give somebody the shot. Did yeah. you? Have you ever done that to anyone in Paradise?
5: No, never in Paradise. But I did do that when I was a bartender back in the day. But people uh, like would ask for it, and I remember ew. being like, "Oh, so what? you're patient zero. Got it. Ew. You're going to die. Wait,
4: okay. So if you had to give it to anyone in Paradise or all of the seasons that you've been there, who would it have been? Oh,
5: well, that's a good question. Uh, Chad, maybe? Um, or Leo?
2: Oh, Leo, Leo I also... forgot <laughs> about him. Yeah. I I'm going go Le- to go with
5: Leo on this because as okay. much as like Chad was a bad guy, he said some really funny things and Leo didn't so good answer
4: good answer uh okay next up paradise or bachelorette paradise okay breakup or engagement
5: uh i'm a softy at heart engagement
4: okay Love or not a fighter. But
5: I do love when someone has to walk across the beach with their oh rolling suitcase.
4: You are <laughs> such a brat. Oh my well, gosh. Well, does that happen? Uh, does that happen? It happens every season. Every <laughs> oh season, my god. <laughs> it's like his favorite day of the year. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, okay. This next one. It's not uh it's not a this or that, but who is the best paradise couple of all time? It's all in caps.
5: Man, that's a good question.
4: Um You and Lil John, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. That's actually what I was trying to think of. It's like <laughs> me and Jorge back in the day. Oh, so hold it down. Um, I think the right answer to that is Jaden Tanner. Mm. I think that the funny answer to that is Claire and Raccoons. And uh <laughs> I think the real answer to that is coming up at the end of this upcoming season.
4: What? what? oh, that's the tease we've been waiting for. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll Wait, go with it. Oh my god, now
3: I'm really stressed. <laughs> I need to know. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> All
4: in good time. All in good time, Taysha. What's your favorite moment from this past paradise
5: season? Um Okay, well, I'm gonna flip it on you. I'm gonna do BIP five. It's still well, puppets was pretty freaking funny. Um, but Uh the the funniest thing I ever saw on that beach, and the thing that like I always like look back to, and I'm like, I can't believe that happened. It was so amazing. Was um was when Chicken Guy and Jordan Kimball hated each other, and Chicken Guy gave Jenna a gigantic stuffed dog for her birthday and Jordan Kimball wearing a like floral arm cut off onesie, uh, grabbed the dog by its ear, fake dog, uh, and dragged it into the turbulent waters of Saulita, And it was just like flopping around. <laughs> the ocean. And I just remember looking out and being like, this is the weirdest fucking world in the ever. <laughs> that is
2: so funny.
5: And it was the funny Like it wouldn't have been funny if he was wearing just like normal clothes. But like the thing that he was wearing and like what he did was just so freaking funny. I will never ever forget it. Also, scallop fingers was pretty funny. <laughs> if I'm being watched.
4: your reenactment of that still gets me to this day. I know. What's your favorite drink to make on the beach?
5: Um, I think my favorite drink to make on the beach is a beer because it's the easiest one for me that to do. That is so <laughs>
3: funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, and what does I, everybody order? A skinny it, Marg. Everyone, make,
5: it, everyone, orders a, everyone orders a spicy Skinny Marg and then I make them a spicy Skinny Marg and then they're like, my butthole will never be the same. So I don't oh, ever make that again. Oh my <laughs> uh, Because they don't have jalapenos down there. They have just only Serrano, uh, Serrano peppers which are so hot. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Well, anyways, um, everyone orders that and then it starts to devolve into like just tequila soda, dude. But I do think that the best drink on the beach is the one that I learned the first year, the is the Jorge special, which is uh, cucumber, vodka, soda water, splash of sprite, garnished with a lime. It's really refreshing and yeah. um, it's so hot there. You need like a refreshing drink.
4: Mm-hmm, yeah. Ooh, nice. That's what I'm going to get tonight at happy hour, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Wells, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I mean, I know that you're a busy man and you've been doing a lot of press for paradise, ramping up for the season, but thank you for joining us on happy hour today. And you know what? You're welcome back anytime. Anytime.
5: Thanks for having me. It's always fun. Anytime. Checking in with you lovely ladies.
4: Taisha, Oh my gosh. I'm such a Wells fan. I love him so much so much he's, he's just incredible and like what i was telling him is he's so funny he's so entertaining but yet he still is relatable and down to earth yes. and i feel like can just kick it with anyone and that is like
3: it's rare i feel like is almost. he is
4: so rare but this is like why he is in this position to yeah. you know bartend season after season and just be there for everybody they feel like they can go to him and he just he's incredible i'm so glad i know he's a busy busy man he's planning a wedding, he's traveling all over the place. He literally just got back from Mexico, so I'm so glad that he was able to take time out of his crazy schedule to chat with us. Absolutely.
3: Thank you, Els.
4: Yes. Um so thank you, Wells, and a huge thank you to all of our Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. Once again, we love hanging out with you week by week. Please make sure to hit us up on social. You can find us at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram and at Batch Nation Pods on both Facebook and Twitter. And as always, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, The Wondery App, or wherever you are listening to our sweet voices right now. Thanks,
0: everyone.
2: Listen to Season 2 of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.